Part three, chapter three of Lady Byron Vindicated A History of the Byron Controversy by Harriet Beecher Stowe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter three in this miscellaneous documents collection Dr. Forbes Winslow's Letter to the London Times. To the editor Sir, your paper of the fourth of September containing an able and deeply interesting vindication of lord byron has followed me to this place with the general details of the true story as it is termed of lady byron's separation from her husband as recorded in macmillan's magazine i have no desire or intention to grapple it is only with the hypothesis of insanity as suggested by the clever writer of the vindication to account for lady byron's sad revelations to mrs beecher stowe with which i propose to deal i do not believe that the mooted theory of mental aberration can in this case be for a moment maintained if lady byron's statement of facts to mrs b stowe is to be viewed as the creation of a distempered fancy a delusion or hallucination of an insane mind what part of the narrative are we to draw the boundary line between fact and delusion sanity and insanity where are we to fix the point d'appui of the lunacy again is the alleged hallucination to be considered as strictly confined to the idea that lord byron had committed a frightful sin of incest or is the whole of the true story of her married life as reproduced with such terrible minuteness by mrs beecher stowe to be viewed as the delusion of a disordered fancy if lady byron was the subject of an hallucination with regard to her husband i think it not unreasonable to conclude that the mental alienation existed on the day of her marriage if this proposition be accepted the natural inference will be that the details of the conversation which lady byron represents to have occurred between herself and lord byron as soon as they entered the carriage never took place lord byron is said to have remarked to lady byron quote, you might have prevented this or words to this effect you will now find that you have married a devil is this alleged conversation to be viewed as fact or fiction evidence of sanity or insanity is the revelation which lord byron is said to have made to his wife of his incestuous passion another delusion having no foundation except in his wife's disordered imagination are his alleged attempts to justify to lady byron's mind the morale of the plea of quote, continental latitude the good-humoured marriage in which complacent couples mutually agree to form the cloak for each other's infidelities another morbid perversion of her imagination did this conversation ever take place it will be difficult to separate one part of the true story from another and maintain that this portion indicates insanity and that portion represents sanity if we accept the hypothesis of hallucination we are bound to view the whole of lady byron's conversations with mrs b stowe and the written statement laid before her as the wild and incoherent representations of a lunatic on the day when lady byron parted from her husband did she enter his private room and find him with the object of his guilty passion and did he say as they parted when shall we three meet again is this to be considered as an actual occurrence or as another form of hallucination 
it is quite inconsistent with the theory of lady byron's insanity to imagine that her delusion was restricted to the idea of his having committed incest in common fairness we are bound to view the aggregate mental phenomena which she exhibited from the day of the marriage to their final separation and her death no person practically acquainted with the true characteristics of insanity would affirm that had this idea of incest been an insane hallucination lady byron could from the lengthened period which intervened between her unhappy marriage and death have refrained from exhibiting her mental alienation not only to her legal advisers and trustees but to others exacting no pledge of secrecy from them as to her disordered impressions lunatics do for a time and for some special purpose most cunningly conceal their delusions but they have not the capacity to struggle for thirty-six years with a frightful hallucination similar to the one lady byron is alleged to have had without the insane state of mind becoming obvious to those with whom they are daily associating neither is it consistent with experience to suppose that if lady byron had been a monomaniac her state of disordered understanding would have been restricted to one hallucination her diseased brain affecting the normal action of thought would in all probability have manifested other symptoms besides those referred to of aberration of intellect during the last thirty years i have not met with a case of insanity assuming the hypothesis of hallucination at all parallel with that of lady byron's in my experience it is unique i never saw a patient with such a delusion if it should be established by the statements of those who are the depositors of the secret and they are now bound in vindication of lord byron's memory to deny if they have the power of doing so this most frightful accusation that the idea of incest did unhappily cross lady byron's mind prior to her finally leaving him it no doubt arose from a most inaccurate knowledge of facts and perfectly unjustifiable data and was not in the right psychological acceptation of the phrase an insane hallucination sir i remain your obedient servant forbes winslow m d Zaringerhof, Freisberg und Breisgau, September 8, 1869. This ends Chapter 3, Part 3, Dr. Forbes Winslow's Letter to the London Times, read by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana.